Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey folks, welcome to The Hang. Today we're hanging with the incredible Rachel John. Rachel is a British actress who has played roles in Memphis, The Bodyguard, and originated the role of Angelica in the West End production of Hamilton. Rachel and I also got to work together on concert versions of Godspell, and recently we did a version of Songs for a New World, which we all recorded remotely from our own homes. It was great to get a chance to finally hang with Rachel. Our paths have not crossed as much as we would have liked, but... That is pretty difficult during these restricted times. Yet, every time we've got together, there's been an ease and a shorthand between us. Rachel is a talent that is in a league of her own. In this hang, we talk about how we found our confidence with being comfortable in who we are when we present ourselves for our casting, checking in with close connections that help keep our eyes on the prize. We talk about how faith in church played a great part in Rachel finding a voice. Rachel John, welcome to The Hang. How are you, darling? You know, I'm good. Thanks for having me. You know, I'm invited into your home, even though I'm not in your home. So this is great. Thank you for having me. I'm good. Well, you're always welcome here, darling. Thank you. Once once we're allowed, I'm going to pop over. So thank you very much for having me anyway. You know. We seem to have a virtual relationship. Last time we got to hang this much was during Songs, uh, songs for a New World. This is yeah. It's starting to become a trend that we just um, we just hang out online, um, and so imagine how funny it's going to be when we we're in person, because uh, I am so much shorter than everybody thinks I am. So I remember when we first got to hang out in that room, that rehearsal. Where was that? That was South London, right? Yeah, we were in South London in that little theater on top of a pub. Um, That's right. That um, yeah, that Rachel let us use. It was just the most random space. But then we got in there and then the music filled the space and that was it. What an extraordinary day that was too. I had a great time and it was our first time really getting to hang out. I know we've crossed paths with concerts, one one or two concerts before, but we never, I never even saw each other because everything was always so quick. But how easily, how easily we got into a groove that day for songs for uh for a new world no it was really cool and i remember passing you so many times in a corridor 
going, that was brilliant. Yeah, see you soon. Okay, bye. It was like, you're going on to do something and coming off, I'm coming off. And I just thought, nah, I've got a vibe from you straight away. I was like, nah, you're mean to my people. You know, when people say that, like, they just meet you and like, they say, ah, oh, like, my spirit just takes to that person. So I was like, oh, so when the opportunity came up, I was like, I'm actually going to get to work with Ramin because obviously I watch you doing so many other things like stuff on TV and like working with other singers and stuff. So I was like, you know, you do kind of get in that space. Like, it's not that you're jealous. You just want a bit of the pie in it. Like you just, you see people that you admire. When am I going to get to kind of work with him? So, and then we got to duet. (laughs) Yeah. I love that song. And to do that with you. And what was amazing about that, I, it's not that we had to guess what the other would do and how you would react, but something felt very natural and easy about that. I don't think we did more than one take or two takes. I just kind of felt felt what you would do and how you would react, and I would base it on that and vice versa. And then when I saw it spliced together, I was like, how did – it was as if we did it in the same room. Absolutely. It's for, like, but you get that, though. And I think that's the chemistry of what we do, um, you know, especially when actors get together. I think we were both on the same page about understanding what the story was about. Like, we were both – we both approached it like, this is – we're telling this story. Um, and it was nice to feel like it wasn't – it wasn't competitive. It was like – so it, it allowed for that ebb and flow. And I think that's the thing. You get into it going – you're listening to little things. You're like – I couldn't believe when it came together. I was like, we breathed at the same time. Like the vibrato was in the same place. I was like, how have we done this? Which then made me go, when are we going to work together again? I think that was the feeling for me because you don't always get that when you work together. You you don't get that that kind of synergy straight off because we we weren't in the same room. Like all of us went together in the same room at the same time. So how did we, we pull it off? How do you find that with the synergy? It's funny you mentioned that. I find maybe as we as I get older, before you, I would feel like, especially with that first day of rehearsal, you're in the room with someone, you're forcing, you're forcing it to happen because you you will it so much to happen with the best intention, but it'll never happen when you force it. And I think when we got into that room for the first time for songs for a new world, we were so vulnerable with the situation, the whole pandemic was still new in a way. That was my first time venturing out to work. And I think, I know for me personally, this piece, I was a little vulnerable with it as well because it was challenging. But like you say, there was no competition because it's four unique stories to tell. So we have to listen to each other and support each other. I know you had your vulnerability that you were so easy to expose to myself and Rachel, which is so endearing because... Unless you're a real dick, you're not. You're gonna be there to support each other, and 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 with Rachel's expertise as well as well as yours, and hopefully some of mine, we kind of built each other up. And it was sad that Cedric couldn't be there on that day, but then when he got into the room with us and we put it all together, it was something really special. And I remember watching it back. Were you like, huh? Look at that. Yes. Look at all these pieces of the jigsaw puzzle like coming together in this strange way because again I'd like I'd been really honest with you about saying oh my goodness I really want to you know um expand on being on camera and doing stuff on like film and tv I'm like you know we've had that little chat and so I think I felt vulnerable on a lot of levels um I don't feel like I've really 
belted in my house. I don't feel like, you know what I mean? Like vocally, I think it's one of the first things to be affected if you're emotional. And we were all in this state of where are we? What's happening with the world? What's happening with our careers? Like what's happening with everything? And you can feel your voice just like sitting back into that space. I know for me, if I'm anxious or tired, it's like the first thing to go to, to be in that room with people that I admire, but, you know, hadn't worked with before. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, is the voice going to turn on? Like, am I going to be okay? These things I already have in my tool bag that I've accessed over the last 60 years, are they going to be accessible for me today? Um, and so, yeah, I think it is with age. You know, I was just like really honest. I was like, I don't think I can hit these notes. I don't know what's going on. I was <laughs> like, that's just who I am now. And I've, I've you know, learnt that being uncomfortable is part of the process and if I can't fail forward with with you guys then what am I going to do in front of an audience how 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 can I possibly be my best even with all these flaws if I can't be honest um with you guys and and I think for me that was the release as soon as I'd said it and you were both like no it's going to be fine like it's you know you're all right like I'm with you here that was it I was like yeah no I can do this even if it's difficult, I can do this because I just think my whole body was like anxious about COVID, anxious about coming out, shielding with my mum. She's over 70, all of those things. Um, but but now I look at the piece, I think that everything that we were walking through lent itself to us telling the story in a more open way, I think. Yeah. And that that comes across, that vulnerability made for... I think a great storytelling. It was visually what they did in post-production was phenomenal as well. I was, I was like, wow, didn't, I honestly didn't think it was going to come out like that. And I, that's why, and the experience I had filming that with you guys, I was like, you know, I felt like the chapter was closed. So it was such a beautiful time. And I thought me and Rachel, we'll, we'll hang, we'll do something else soon. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm determined. I'm like, it's gonna happen. So even when you text me the other day, I was like, oh, remain. And it's weird because I watch one TV. I feel like, I know this is a weird thing, but I feel like I've seen you anyway. I'm like, I've seen him during lockdown. It's not real. He's playing a character. So it's like, when you text me, I was like, oh, my days, like, I haven't spoken to him. And, um, but I feel like I've been checking with him all the time because I'm watching the storyline unfold. So it's like, it's, you know what it is for me? It's, it's beautiful to be able to like, celebrate where everyone's at so even though yes we're carrying on with this song's renew our journey it doesn't mean that i'm not still celebrating where you are right now um in your career and your job and everything it's just even more special when we get to go yeah do you remember that time when we went on that ride together at that part of the journey um and now i just feel like we can continue to like cheerlead each other on in whatever whatever the next door is that's going to open and stuff so i still feel green as ever so when i see other things happen i see friends like land big film roles or a big project it just makes you hungry it makes you want to be better it makes you want to do more is how do how does how do you how does how do you react to stuff like that it's a couple of things i think there's that honest part of you that says oh, i really want to do that thing do you know what i mean i really yeah. want to yeah. um really want to do that but also there's that other part of me that says like i'm I acknowledge that I'm driving in my own lane and I don't know what other people have done or been through personally to get to where they are, whatever success is in those inverted commas. So, um, 
yeah, initially, I think when you're younger, you're kind of like, I want to do everything and I want everything and I want to do it now. And um, But now I'm kind of like, I feel, even when that little bit kind of rises up in me and I go, oh, I was doing that and I could have done that or whatever, that honest part of you that's envy or jealousy or whatever, um, I do kind of flip it on its head and go, yeah, well, when your time comes and you're ready, you know you're gonna feel good about it and settled so what are you doing while you're whilst you're getting there what are you doing right now so you know are you doing this stuff on self-tape are you ringing people and going through scenes are you doing all that stuff um because it is a little bit of wasted energy if we just you know 100 percent. and also sometimes i think about jobs that i haven't got and only now in retrospect i can sit back and go yeah i don't know if i was ready for that like emotionally either like i don't know I don't know if I would have um, really valued that space in time um, and been able to enjoy what that challenge is. So now I'm kind of like, it, for instance, looking at, I watched Jingle Jangle. I don't know if you've watched it, um, but I've watched it about four or five times. <laughs> and I was, here, I was here for it. I auditioned for it. I was really excited about it. I think it was a great project that I wanted to be a part of, you know, with like Forrest Whitaker and stuff like that. Um, and then when I watched the movie and I watched who was casting it and I watched how this thing came together. I was like, yeah, I'm glad that everybody who's in it was casting it and they've got their chance to shine in this project. And it just makes me go, okay, when's the next one? Like, will I be ready for the next one? What is the next thing coming? Or is that, or is it that I need to now write something? You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes it's, it might spur something else on, um, that's such a healthy way to look at it. And it's like you say, it's what are you doing with your time right now? Yeah, because before I'd be like, I really want to hit that note. And, you know, um, I really want to be able to sing this, like say it's Wicked or it's Alpha Rose, whatever. I really want to hit that and sing that or whatever. And stepping back thinking, yeah, but were you even working on any of those songs? Like, were you even thinking about, you know, I want the role, but have I even worked on any of that stuff? And while I, I just think now, while I've got the time, if there are roles in mind, dream roles, maybe even roles that you won't even play, but like play with your voice when you're not like under pressure to perform in a space or like play yeah. with a monologue when it's not, you have to learn these lines for tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what I'm starting to appreciate now. Um, so, I mean, I feel really blessed because I've had the chance during lockdown to be part of quite a few little online concerts and even at Cadogan Hall a couple of weeks ago, and now I think, do you know what, Rach? Because you were singing in the shower, singing for joy, <laughs> getting online with your vocal coach and working on those little tweets, it's, um, it, you're now ready to kind of share in like, not in a stressful space. So we're always worrying. You don't get it right all the time. Sometimes you are just like, I just want a job and, you know, <laughs> I just want the money. <laughs> like, I just want my mortgage. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that's the reality yeah. of like, getting older um you just you've got more responsibilities but um i'm just hoping that i can still lend myself to the storytelling in a really balanced and an open way and really vulnerable way that's the aim i love that i love that you're taking responsibility for yourself uh being accountable for yourself during a, as you are waiting for the next opportunity as opposed to waiting for the opportunity to start the work you're doing the work so the, any opportunity that comes, you're, yeah, you're good to go. And if it's meant for you, it's not going to pass you by. Because I feel like that's the belief you must have 
judging by what I'm hearing from you now. And I think that's how I like to live as well. I never look at someone else's success and think, oh, that's it for me. There's no room for me. I think, no, that's that's amazing. And if check out their story, figure out, use that as inspiration because that's not the only role out there. There's tons of, I have to believe, and I've always believed there's work for everyone as long as you're prepared to do the work as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And I, you know, I just... This is really, this is really a vulnerable thing to say, but I can share this with you. I think for a very long time, because I started off as a secretary and then I fell into musical theatre, I did my degree in English and drama and theatre studies. So I was like, I'm going to teach English. This is going to be amazing. And then took a year out to like save up some money to do my PGCE and then ended up at an audition for Lion King and then ended up working. That's how it kind of happened. Really? Yeah. So I didn't go to drama school or anything like that. It was just, I sang at church all the time. Um, And when I actually ended up at this open audition for The Lion King, it was because my boyfriend at the time was a saxophonist. So there's always a boy. Um, And (laughs) he was like, you should go. You should, you know, you, you should get into shows and stuff. And I'd watch shows. It's just, it was a little bit of like, I loved shows, but I hadn't really seen a lot of people that looked like me. And then the roles, I mean, I just followed Sharon D. Clark around everywhere. Like every show she did, I was like, be a secretary, finishing work, getting in my like office outfit and like watching Sharon D. Clark in something. Um, I think that's what started the fire burning. But from there, I think the kind of language I used about myself, I think I'd boxed myself a lot. People go, what do you do? Oh, I sing in musicals. Like I sing in musicals. I sing in musicals. And then I met an actor along the way and he was like, no, you're, you're a storyteller. You're an actor. It's just that you're telling stories through this medium. It doesn't mean that you're any less. So I kind of felt like for a really long time that, you know, film and TV and um, just wasn't something for me because the labels were like, yeah. you sing, at, you know, in musical theatre. And then I was like, yeah, but I'm doing scene work as well. So it's kind of, I think... I don't even know if other people feel like that, but <laughs> I've kind of, you know, reflected on that and going, actually, you've boxed yourself thinking that this is not accessible for you because there's one space for these humans that act and do plays and do TV and stuff. And then there's the other space for us who do, you know, eight shows a week and, you know, have to use your long-term memory for a year, repeating the same thing. And, um, so I just kind of decided that I wanted to, it's still a process, but I wanted to kind of take the lid off of that and go, no, I'm, I am a storyteller in this corner of the vineyard, whatever that is. But it doesn't diminish the fact that I can um, spread my wings and branch out into film and TV. So I feel like a lot of those auditions that I started going for um, in TV and film was just, I was just. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and apply. See website for details. Honestly, Ramin, I just felt less than in the room. I could hear all those distorted thoughts in my head while I was sitting there because um, people knew each other as well. <laughs> and then you're seeing people like in films and stuff that you like. Um, so I was just sitting in that room thinking, you know, even having an Olivier nomination, even all of that, still thinking, my enough? Like, they know more than me. Like, And then going in there and just knowing you know it, but still not delivering the story or not being, you know, still enough to just own the moment and hopefully enjoy it a little bit. So, yeah, I didn't even tend to sh- share that with you, but I think that's honestly what's on my heart. I think I just had looked at it a little bit upside down. And I don't know if those labels had been put on me or it's something that I just um, I just picked up myself. But Well, it could be a collection of things because I've totally felt those things as well and I still fight those demons sometimes, you know, when you go to these castings. But, you know, Holby's been a blessing because I get to put to practice things I'm learning every week, whether it's things I'm experiencing in life, things I see in other films. I'm like, what a blessing that... If something inspires me, I'm like, oh, I can try that next next time I'm on set. So, yeah, I think we are our worst enemies. I'm not saying there wasn't other things that may have done it with your experiences to put those labels on you. But there is that. I find that more in England than I did in America. Over there, they were very much, when I was in Les Mis or Anastasia, open doors to come and cast for TV and film. They love it. They're so um, supportive of that. So there was less felt a divide and like you say it's still the same process we're still telling a story truth is truth and if you if you're the person you're the person because I think it it was interesting for me like doing Hamilton because obviously when I did that and then we started looking at the original cast of um of their production the original cast of that was like you can't click on Netflix without seeing these humans they're everywhere (laughs) do you know I was like they're everywhere um and so yeah then you start to think about oh so across the water there's a different way of thinking about this and there's a different sort of family about this kind of thing so yeah I, I it, it was actually sometimes you hold up a mirror and it's really uncomfortable to deal with the things that you are thinking and these thoughts that are kind of distorted and kind of block you quite a bit um but then when I looked at them I thought it actually got me a bit like well they can do it like there's actually nothing stopping me really and truly just prepare, keep working. Um, and you do champion this. It's, you're like, yeah, do it, get that. It's, and, and you're right. You start to watch what people are doing, how people are being casted, like what, what rang true, like what touched me? What What is it about that person's performance in that you know Netflix thing or Amazon Prime thing that made me go, yeah, actually, that, I felt that here. And then you do, you start to think, hmm, what makes that truth ring, ring and, and can I do that? And now I'm just like, Rach, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can. And that's it. And once I open myself to the invitation of, yes, I can, then who knows, who knows what's out there? How much joy and fun comes into it once you allow yourself to say, yes, I can? Yeah, it's probably, it's like one of the scariest though as well. Because I think then there's that other thought in your head of going, you said yes now, I better not be rubbish. But, <laughs> you know, like even with Angelica, I was like, you said yes now, it better not be rubbish. Because it was so like, honestly, Ramin, like, 
if I'd have known what that was, like how huge it was and how massive it was, I don't think, I don't know if I'd have done it, you know, I'm being really honest. I don't know if I would have because the pressure that came with it with people going, she sang it like this. So people would like make these studios today, make all these splices of like satisfied, <laughs> like Rachel John's not my favourite and this one is my favourite. And you were just like, I'm just out here trying to tell this story, bro. Like I, yeah. I, there's eight of these a week. Like I don't have time to go, oh, Renee did it like blah, blah, blah. So it's still the balance of going, how do I, I've said yes to this and now I accept that I can't be perfect. I can warm up as much as I want. I can like not eat chocolate or cheese and I can still go out there and some note is still dodgy. And that's the piece that I started to get during that show, even though it was difficult. I was like, I'm in this moment at this point and I don't want to lose this moment because there'll always be the next thing. There'll always be, yeah. oh, now you've done it. What's the next thing? Or what's next week or what's next month? And I just started going, I still live in this moment right, right now. Right now, all I can deal with is act one, scene one. That's it. That is it. And I think that opened a joy, even in the imperfection that I never imagined that I would have been able to experience in my career because I was just constantly like, you know, is my weight in check? Is my skin going to break out? Like, is my voice where it should be? And, you know, you, you, you like you say, you're your own critic. Um, but there was a joy in the imperfection. But I just think the nature of the work meant that you had to stick together to get through this, like, this mammoth show. Because before I would just be like, oh, I've seen this thing and it upset me and now I'm upset it's upset me and now how can I be this petty about something written by someone I don't even know and I should just be grateful. So you end up in this like this whole like ball of wool about feelings and then you condemn yourself and then blah, blah, blah. You should be grateful you had the job and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm just like, I get on the phone to someone that I know and I'm like, listen, I read this thing and I'm like in my feelings about it. And you just get a bit of perspective. I do have friends like that I can call, that I care about their opinion and I value who they are yeah. and I respect them and I can go, listen, I did this thing. Can you listen to it before I send it off to someone? Or can you just look at this self-tape? Because I, I feel like I'm in my feelings now because I've done 79 takes and there's only three lines. So <laughs> can you look at it? And then they go, yeah, no, that one's dry. That one's brilliant. Don't worry about that. Cut that off. Why were you wearing that? And, and, I, and I think because we understand the respect and the level where it's coming from, it's not like, um, they're just trying to make you, you know, look your best and sound your best and stuff like that. Um, but I'm telling you, sometimes the self-tape thing now, I just have to go, okay, you've done it now, mate. It's done. Because you can't do... I was like, when I first started, I was like, right, I've done 10 times, I've done it 15 times away. You just get to a point where you're like, the words are a blur. I don't know what I'm saying now. It literally is just a memory test. And so you do have to kind of, you know, present the gift and then step back from the work. I think the thing that freed me a little bit as well was a couple of years ago, I think, someone asked me to be on a panel for something small. It was to find a soul singer for something on a, you know, on a, a cruise ship or something like that. Right. Honestly, Ramin, that changed, that changed everything for me about going into the audition room. It changed absolutely everything. Like 20 girls came in there and it was just three of us on the panel and this, and just one after the other, I just sat there thinking, my days, this is what it feels like to be on the other side. Like, I'm not walking back in the room the same way ever again. I was like, do you know what, Rach? Prepare, walk in, be polite, offer the gift and leave. 
because because nice. I sat there thinking to myself, there's so many other things that I'd been coming into the room with before. And then when I sat there, even for something as small as picking someone for that, I just thought I could see it in their faces. Like they're anxious. They got there late. They picked the wrong shoes. They think we're thinking something we're not even thinking. Like I'm just looking wow. at this girl thinking, God, I love your tone. And she's there in a full, like fully flush. Like, I know that was terrible. And I'm thinking that was not, no, there wasn't, no, it wasn't terrible. Like, so now I'm like, I'm not even going to presume that you're thinking anything because I can't control it. There's enough variables in the day. All I can do is, am I prepared? Did I get there on time? I've drunk enough water. And here is my gift to you. This is the gift. I really hope that I'm that piece of the puzzle missing that, that fits your brief. But if I'm not, like I'm at peace with it now, I mean, and then I treat myself after every audition. I'm like, piece of cake, hot chocolate, like just, just let it go, <laughs> let it go. But I didn't realise that. Um, I think, yeah, there was a lot that panels can do to make the room a little bit more friendly and a little bit more like, um, we want you to be the one and what do you have to give us? And, you know, because people are going to be nervous. That's what I realised. Yeah. I sat there thinking, we all feel the same thing. It's like a weird blind date. And I want to say all the right things and wear the right thing. And I want you to like me back. And I want it to be brilliant. Um, but I don't know if I'm getting the vibe. And that's what an audition is like. So it's like a weird, like, you know, I haven't dated for a while. And is this going to work out? You know, do you like what I've said? Um, and then you leave and you're like, he didn't call. And that's how it can feel. Um, but then sitting on that panel, I was like, I wish, I just wish people knew that you just can't control what people are thinking I think just prep be chill go in there give the gift even with your heart beating in your chest but just know be at peace that you're enough it's just being your best self and finding joy in the imperfection being okay with not being perfect like I had to audition once for a film or a TV show but in this in the audition scene they gave me I was in a fist fight a choreographed fist fight but on my own how do I not feel like a dick? <laughs> and I'm like, I really, I really want to work for this franchise, but I honestly, come on, either this is right or wrong. Just be straight up. It's fine. Don't make me throw. I had to get hit three times and throw punches. And this was a main part, but I'm like, of all the scenes you could have given me. And yeah, and, and then you know what makes me laugh though? You survive and you come out to tell these kind of stories, which is what I feel like graduates need to know because like now even talking to people that have graduated they're kind of like so how do I you know how do I make it perfect how do I make them like me how do I get this 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 and I'm like guys I'm being honest like there's gonna be a ton of imperfection before you even find what it is and then even when you find the quote-unquote dream job dream opportunity there's still gonna be stuff because your family life doesn't switch off all the other stuff in life doesn't switch off while you're doing this dream thing I think what you learn to do is just to be, I think, a bit more honest about, you know, actually, I am tired. I am tired and I just need five minutes to kind of get my head back in the game or have a nap. Sometimes your blood sugar's low, like just have something to drink and eat. You know, it's it's those practical things we forget about ourselves. And I think COVID's really, really shown me that. Like, it's okay to just stop and paint your nails and not always be about the work because it makes you a better actor when you are rested and you chilled and you go, actually, yeah. I painted my toenails today and I cooked something different that had nothing to do with the work, you know, because 
you know, sometimes you talk to friends and they're like, I've written 15 novels in in lockdown and I've scaled a wall and I've, you know, redecorated my whole house. And what, some days I'm like, I got up, I showered and I didn't cry today. Like I've, I've achieved, I'm winning. That's, and that's a victory, man. If that's your victory, that's a victory. I would love to, you know, once everything opens back up and all that sort of stuff, um, I really want to take that with me take that with me that you know it's all right sometimes to not do the work um because when i'm whole and i'm centered and i'm relaxed and i'm in tune with myself whatever that means for anyone whether that is like prayer or meditation or exercise whatever that is um it only makes me a better person and a better company member and a better better actor like well we're trying that's what our our job is is to bring humanity to these characters and if you're not living life it's going to be maybe unless you are that person might be a little difficult or a longer process to get into the skin of that character, but you have to live a life. You have to be human. Like looking back now on that specific audition, I think I would tell myself now, this is good. This is awkward, but just go have fun. Enjoy, enjoy this moment and just have fun with it. Don't take yourself seriously. They know what you're, they're asking you. So just have fun. And I think that would have bowed a lot differently as opposed to me thinking, is this how a good actor punches? <laughs> you know? That's the ego part of us as well, though, isn't it? Like your agent's running you with this thing and it's really big and you want to be good for them and for yourself and for everyone else. And you're thinking about the job and sometimes you've spent the money in the job before you even got the job. You know what I mean? Like all those things at the same time. And I think you're right. Like have fun. I think when you think you think back to your childhood and like all those games you used to play when you're making things up, like, you know, there's like four friends and you just got your imagination, you're eight and your imagination is just going wild. It was fun. Like no one sat down and went, right, okay, so what's my character? You know what I mean? It's like kids yeah. have this amazing way of just tapping into the fun of stuff. Like their ability to have fun means they're like immersed in the stuff. And then it's contagious. Like you're watching them playing with something and you're like, you know, wow, like that's that's where we, we want to get to. Like, so yeah, I'm gonna take that from you. Have fun. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tell me about church. Growing up in church, singing in church. That's something I wanted to explore with you. My, I just call it home, my second home, um, because so my mum always sang in the choir. My dad, I love him to pieces, but he's got no rhythm and no musical <laughs> ability at all. Bless his little heart. 
Um, even being from the Caribbean, he's like just like zero rhythm and all that sort of stuff. But mum always sang in the choir and stuff. And then my mum is also, she's got seven brothers and sisters and everybody in the family sings or plays an instrument. So I think it's just the tradition of, you know, even I spoke to my grandma a couple of days ago on Zoom, bless her, she's learning. Um, and even she was singing something to me and she just turned 90. So I think it's always been like embedded in us to kind of sing. So I just grew up. My mum just said that she took me and my sister to choir practice every week and she just realised um, that I was picking up things like real quick. Like I was in a like in the buggy at this point, but still, you know, she'd go back the next week and go, actually, Rachel knows. Oh my God, that's really interesting. And then a lady at church like said she had a dream and um, I was probably about eight or nine, but she had a dream that she saw me singing on stages all over the world and kind of said to my mum, like, this little one, she's got a gift. She really has. Um, but I just had no interest, <laughs> being honest with me, like, I just had no interest um, in being looked at. I didn't mind there's music and I love that. And what we do after church is we'd stay late and help to tidy up and stuff. And we used to cook. So people used to eat in between the first service and the second service. Um, so you'd just yeah. be at church all day. So you'd be there from like 10 to probably, I don't know, about seven in the night. So you'd have the first service, then you'd cook, you'd have choir practice as well. People would eat and then you'd start the second service. And uh, they used to jam after church. Like, so all the musicians, like no one read music. So you'd have this whole band of just like young men and women and everyone just played. They just played stuff. And then they'd go... I'll harmonise to that or pick something out of that. So by osmosis, I was learning about music. I was just absorbing it. And then I was in a house with a lot of, my dad played a lot of vinyl, you know, like Al Green and like Tom Jones and stuff like that. So you just, you're just taking it in, but I never thought I'd be a singer. Absolutely never in a million years even thought about it. I just enjoyed music and played the cello at school and but never thought about I'm going to sing as a career. Like I just, I really thought it was just a church choir God thing. I thought it was a thing between me and God. I didn't think it was for the world, to be honest. Well, hopefully you always keep that because that is such a, again, singing for the joy, right? And for you, the spirit, the connection, the healing, the, the, the focus. Yeah. And, and nobody ever said it was wrong or right. So I think the way I gathered music there was no wrong or right about it. So even if you hit a bum note in a harmony or something, they just go, you know, just this woman at church, like she just used to say like, sing with your ears, sing with your ears. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, if you don't know, just stop and listen. So that's how I like a lot of auditions as well. Where they're going, oh, can you read the sheet music? And I'm like, no child. I was like, oh, could you just play for me a couple of times? <laughs> and that is it. My ear is like, bing, bing, bing. Like I'll just... I just pick it up. Um, wow. And so it was never in a judgmental space. And I think that's the thing that you find a lot of people that grow up in church will say, it just isn't judgmental. So your first introduction is just, you know, you close your eyes and you sing this to God with each other. So it's a really, it's not like a performative thing. It's like a collective, a collective song going up. And I think if you do, you know, if you do have a faith, if you are, you find with most religions as well that the music is at the core of an expression of faith or what, whatever that is. And so it becomes this thing where 
um, like there's a scripture that says, you know, make a joyful noise together. So that's the thing. It's like, that's what we're doing together. We're doing one thing together um, in harmony. So it's like it, it feels like music is this extension of self and it's like a connection to God and it's, um, and it's that part of you that, I don't know, it just makes sense. I just feel at home. Like any time I get in a church and they go, sometimes I'm just sitting there chilling in the back. I visit like friends churches sometimes and I just like chill in the back. I'm like, yeah, ha. <laughs> I'm in the back. And then somebody goes, oh, Rachel's here. She's going to bless us with a song. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Just like, don't make me sing. Like someone else can sing today. So if, when you get called upon to do that, do you, you sit there, talk to the MD, like, so what do you know? Um, you just get up there and they're like, what's on your heart? Just sing what's on your heart. And you're like, nothing's on my heart like right now. And it just all, honestly remain, and it just always happens. Because it isn't a performance. Because you just, you literally look at the, look at the MD and you're like, he's just fiddling about with chords. And you're just like, well, something's going to come out in it. And you just have a go. Do you know what else? I took my mum to see a screening of uh, that Aretha Franklin uh, movie, Amazing Grace, right? And it, that film is as close to what church is and felt like, felt like than anything I've ever watched in my entire life. And it's, it was, you know, a lot of us took our mums to see it as well. And to hear this, hear a theatre with old women singing hymns, it was, it was such a spiritual thing. Um, and my mum sang along to like every single song that Aretha Franklin was singing in that church. But that, it's such an incredibly moving movie because you feel like you're in the congregation like a lot of the time she's just on this pulpit her eyes are closed and it's a lot of it's ad-libs a lot of it's free this is obviously footage she did not want released um because she said it wasn't perfect and they filmed it over two or three days like even is it is it day? no i think it's mick jagger is in the movie as well like he just wanders into the church and sits down at the back because the congregation are people they just gathered off the street so it's people that maybe have never been to church before. And it's just such an explosion of uh, people feeling the spirit of it and everything. And it just made me watch her and go, you are such a still singer. And you're just, she's just in this space with God like it isn't about. And she's playing at some points and she's standing at some points, but it just makes me feel at home. Like the dream for me is to do like a live gospel album. So like remix the hymns not remix them because, you know, the, the ladies of the church won't, um, won't love me anymore. Not to remix them, but just, <laughs> just to like, you know, strip them back. And I'd love to do like a live church album. That would be the dream. My God, I would be first to buy that. That would be amazing. Because when I was growing up, like, I just thought like church hymns as well. I just thought, oh, they're really stuffy and I don't really get them. And now I'm like getting older and really like reading these lyrics that are kind of like old English. They like feel really like um that old english that you're kind of like what does that mean um and it's really special now and it just makes me feel at, at home like i get it and so that's the dream you know i mean that's the dream that's one of the albums that i want to do whether you're connected or not that's an album people need to hear for their hearts and i felt like that through covid i'm like we just need a heart soothed with something um and i really don't want it to be this really like performative thing i just want it to be like you know, I'd, I've got this, This again, another old lady at church was always saying, you know, if we say a prayer or we sing a song, it's like, it's from my lips to God's ears. 
And that's kind of like why I wanted to pull the album or whatever anyway. I love it. Do you have the, do you, my, from my lips to God's ears, do you have the the songs you'd want to do? Would you know what to, what you'd want to? Yeah, there are a few already in mind that I've kind of like, it's funny as well, because lockdown, I've got out one of mum's old like hymn books. It's like this tiny little red book that um, basically when she came to the UK in the 70s, somebody gifted her. And I think it was just something that most Caribbean women have got. This redemption hymnal, it's called, it's got a thousand songs in it or whatever. Um, and now going back through, I'm like, oh, I'm like, mum, what does that sound like? How does that go? Because I don't know how that goes. And she'll sing it to me. And I'm like, because mum and I have had a really lovely time of like walking and singing hymns. Like, you know, I'm like, mum, what's that song sound like? And what? Because my mum's got a beautiful voice. And so, yeah, I've already got a list of things that I want to do. But I need to be brave this year and just go, you know, I turned 40 in October and I was like, yeah, Rach, you know what? It's, it's time for this album, man. It's time to like sing something that you actually care about um, and you would want to hear. You would want your own soul to get some of this nourishment because that's what I feel like. I feel parched in my soul. See, I've said things to you today that I didn't even, I didn't even think I was going to say to you. So I've... Um, and I've asked you nothing that I thought I would ask you. So... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I feel like that's me though. It's like people ring me and go, Rach, I don't even know what I rang you to talk about now because we've just segued into all these other things. But um, yeah, my mum said, even from small, I've been like that. Just, just, I like talking to people and I love to um, just let it flow in it and you never know what, what, what treats are going to come out. Two last questions. Is that all right? What made you smile yesterday? What made me smile yesterday? I spoke to my nieces on FaceTime. They're, um, they're four and five, and I spoke to them on FaceTime yesterday, and that made me absolutely smile because um, my niece told me all about her day at nursery, and she picked up a leaf and she bought some shoes from class. So that was the whole story. So that made me smile. Well, it's made me smile. And you're f I'm sure you have many, but the first childhood memory that comes to mind that makes you smile? I think... First childhood memory, there, oh, that would have to be, we lived in a small little council flat um, and what my dad used to do is four of us, only four of us in one bed and my dad used to pretend that we were camping so he'd get this massive duvet and put it over the bed and be like, we're camping, this is our den and, and um, it just made me smile. I think it just made me smile because... I, just, I thought we were, we, you know, I thought we were the richest people on the planet. We had a den. I didn't realise that he was like making the best of this council flat. Um, but we, we thought we were like up some mountain having the best time ever. So that, that makes me smile because um, I now really, really commend him for making something really difficult. It's so special, you know. Well, you sound rich to me because that sounds amazing. It sounds like you, you had a house full of love. And I, I love hearing about your family, your mom, your grandma, your dad. And I swear to you, I want to help you as much as we can to get from your lips to God's ears to our ears and our hearts. So I think you're amazing, Rachel. And I can't wait for us to I feel to like we're out. friends. I feel like we were best friends. We knew it when we, you know, when we started. I was like, you know, I like Ramin. He's got a good vibe, good soul. I just love your energy. And it just works. I'm like, I just, and then we sang together and I was like, yeah, he's my friend, even if he doesn't subscribe to it. There's no opt-out box here, so I hope he knows he's my friend. Well, mate, coming from you, that means a lot to me. and I, it, It's uh, 
thank you. And I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for our friendship. And I knew in the, in the room that day, the shorthand that was already there. And with all of us, the whole, the four of us in any time we did interact, um, it was just uh, an extraordinary time together. And there are more to come. 2021, more, yes, more, more things to come. If it hasn't beat us yet, it's not gonna. We're just gonna keep going. Where there's life, there's hope. So we're just gonna keep going. Love you, darling. Oh, love you too. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging with Rachel and myself. I adore this woman. I think there's gonna be a lot coming from Rachel and for Rachel. I hope I get to be a part of it in one way or another. Either way, I'll definitely be there as a friend and a fan. The Hang is produced by Dory Berestein and Alan Seals from the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find me online at bpn.fm forward slash The Hang. Don't forget, you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Ramin Karamlu, on YouTube, a roaming Iranian, or my Facebook page, official Ramin Karamlu. Music for my podcast is by my friends in one of my favorite bands, The Dives. Please check them out at their website, thedivesmusic.com. That's thedivesmusic.com, where you can get to know them, hear their incredible music, get links to all their socials, and most importantly, their tour dates, where you can find out where you can see and hear them live. They are truly a great band, and they are phenomenal live. Check them out. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.